to keep using that momentum that they've done in the past to try to continue it tonight. Right, and you know, speaking on offense, Minnesota out hit the Huskers 0.280 to 0.194. I really think that Lexi Sun needs to show out. She had a she's looking for her third double double in this game. She had 12 kills and 15 digs against the Gophers. Well, and Nebraska has kind of been the leader in this series, right, Brent? Yeah, they've they've really taken control. You don't hear Nebraska having a loss very often. They've only had two this year, one to Florida in one of the first games of the season, and then of course to Minnesota last night. They're really going to have to step it up and use those players, those senior players like Michaela Fecky and the sophomores who have really started to show up, Lexi Sun. They're really going to have to really step it up again. Right, and you know, the Huskers are going to really look to Fecky and Maloney for their leadership. They have been outstanding this season, the two co-captains. We'll see how they perform today. But starting for the Huskers today will be Fecky, Stiffens, Sun, Maloney, Haynes, and Haley Densberger. Right now, Nebraska is warming up. There's about three minutes left in this warm-up. Nebraska will be in the white and Indiana in the maroon. It's pretty loud in here right now, Bryce. It is. It's an exciting atmosphere always here at the Devaney Sports Center. It's pink night, as we mentioned earlier. Usually you see this place flooded in red, but since it is October in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, there is pink pretty much everywhere. All the players have pink socks as well. A great time to be a Husker, great time to support breast cancer awareness. It's going to be a good night for volleyball. Right, I guess we kind of forgot to wear our pink, but there's enough pink to cover this whole stadium right now. There is a little bit over 8,000 people in attendance today, and like Brent said, this arena is filled with fans and pink. But there is now about two minutes left before warm-ups. What have you liked in warm-ups today, Brent? You know, I'm looking down at the court earlier before the Huskers went into the locker room. Nicklin Hames was setting the ball back and forth like she always does. She's going to be a key player tonight. She was Big Ten Freshman of the Week a couple of weeks ago on September 24th. She's also been selected to multiple teams, like all academic teams, of course. And she has really been a player having 30-plus assists in the last couple of games. She looks good out there tonight, and I would expect nothing less from her. And just to note, on Indiana's end, they are without their leading hitter, Kendall Bierman, who is leading the team with 3.38 kills per set. She is out for the season with an injury, so Indiana will have to adjust to that. But this is a tough Indiana squad sitting at 11-6, and six. and as I mentioned before, they've made a quick turnaround from last season. And we'll just see how they perform today. But again, Nebraska will be in the white jerseys and Indiana in the maroon. The crowd is standing up on their feet right now as is the student section and band getting ready for this match. Nebraska looking to come back and redeem their loss to top-ranked Minnesota on Saturday. But it's getting loud in here. And we're just about to start this game. If you want to talk about Indiana's you know, pretty good play, their 11-6 and six record doesn't really show it. They've played in some tight games, winning a couple of the 3-2 games, but also the loss to Michigan, number 16 in the nation, the loss to Minnesota, number 6 in the nation at the time. They got swept by them. But then other teams like 8 Illinois lost 2-3 there. They've played some tough opponents that were ranked in the top 25 in the nation. They've been contenders. That 11-6 record doesn't really show you know, a lot of good for them, but I wouldn't be surprised if they come out here and give this ranked team, Nebraska number three in the nation, a run for their money. Yes, and Nebraska will have to be on their toes and not play down to anyone's level. We are just seconds away from starting this ball game. When we come back, we'll have more volleyball action for you. You are listening to 90.3 KRNU. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. 
I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. That's not cool .com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. <sighs> Air, fundamental to all living things. And it's all thanks to trees. Not only do trees supply oxygen, they also provide homes to wildlife, filter water, and let's not forget their natural beauty. But the trees need your help. The Nebraska Arbor Day Foundation is doing their part to revitalize forests across the country, and you can help. Donate to the Nebraska Arbor Day Foundation today by visiting www.arborday.org. Be that breath of fresh air and ensure forests live on for future generations. Welcoming and inclusive of all people of all sexual orientations, gender identities, and expression. The LGBTQA Plus Resource Center works collaboratively to provide education, resources, outreach, and advocacy to build and sustain a socially just campus community. The LGBTQA Plus Resource Center is located in the Nebraska. Welcome back to First and Goal Radio Show with John Schmidt and this week Kyle Bauer. Hello. Uh, another uh, another good week in the NFL. Uh, some good games to talk about. Um, starting with the Thursday night game, which was Patriots-Colts. Um, not a very good game as the Patriots basically dominated the entire time. Um, but, yeah, you saw Andrew Luck just performing well, but... Two interceptions just isn't going to get you the win. Yeah, and I, I feel like Tom Brady's not even having that great of a season. Um, he did have 340 yards and three touchdowns this week, but he also had two interceptions. He's made some mistakes, which isn't like himself, yeah. um, but he's getting help from his running backs. Um, Sony Michelle had about 100 yards and a touchdown. and then Probably his J biggest game of the season so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, James White. Zero rushing yards, but 10 receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. So they got that little uh, that running back duo going. Yeah, uh, Another that player that kind of hasn't been doing so hot for the Patriots is Gronkowski. He's just, I think it hurt having Julian Edelman out for the first four weeks, but getting him back might, might make some defenses not guard him so heavily and get him some more targets, but he hasn't found the end zone very much this season. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like when, when Gronkowski's on the field, you have to double cover him. Yeah, um, so safety over the top or something. Yeah, and, and when that's the case, it obviously opens up uh, more opportunities for the receivers. Um, Josh Gordon is still working through that that hamstring injury that he, he suffered with the Browns that um, ultimately led to his trade. Um, did he get oh, his first TD that week, though? He did. Uh, I, I feel like when, and now that, like you said, they got Julian Edelman back, and I feel like when J uh, Josh Gordon gets fully healthy, I feel like they could uh, be scary. Yeah. Um, Especially because of, like I said, Gronkowski has to be double covered. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're uh, they're three and two right now. Have a big big matchup coming this week against uh, against the Chiefs. Ooh, which uh, which could have some playoff implications uh, in it the very very well could be in the AFC. Is that a prime time game? It is Sunday Sunday night football. It's a big um, game. It's a huge game for both teams. Um, it's going to be, in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes' toughest test yet. Going into Foxborough, it's not an easy place to play. Yeah, it's a hostile environment. Yeah, especially uh, it's his first year starting, so I think that uh, it's going to be two gunslingers going at it. It is, yes. I feel like it'll. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think they're going to have to go back and forth. Obviously, like I've talked about the talked about in uh, in previous weeks, the Chiefs' defense is terrible. Um, now That's, Justin Houston is down to doubtful for this week, so. Yeah. It makes it even harder. When's Eric Berry supposed to be coming back? He's still day to day. Apparently, he's been now. Now has been day to day for forty days. So they <laughs> um, should just say he's month to month at this point. Yeah. Um, we also got two of the best tight ends in the league going at it. Do yes. If uh, I'd like to see Gronkowski healthy and play because I want to see how the how they two uh, how these two match up against yeah. each other on uh, their respective sides of the ball. Um, Travis Kelsey, obviously, and and. Gronkowski, like you said, two of the best, and I feel like they're Tom Brady and, and Patrick Mahomes' number one targets, uh, yeah. as they should be. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, moving on, they're a bit of a surprise. Uh, the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets uh, played this week with the Jets winning thirty-four to sixteen. Yeah, that okay. was the Broncos are. I feel like a big question mark right now. 
Yeah, they got are. Got a new quarterback, and they're two and three, and probably won't. It's not what fans expected. Yeah, it almost seems like they've had really good weeks and then really bad weeks. The Jets, on the other hand, have had were had a terrible start this season. They started out one and three, and then they came out and put up thirty four on a on a Denver's defense. Sam Darnold, uh, three touchdowns, only two hundred yards and ten completions, but um, they got it done on offense and defense. Yeah. Um, do you think that the Jets will be able to continue this? trend or uh do you think it's kind of a team that more i don't so know lucky? i think it really depends on sam darnold sam darnold had was 10 for 22 198 yards three touchdowns and one interception which i don't know 22 passing attempts just isn't that much i feel like and if he can if he can take care of the ball i feel like they can another reason they did really they won i think is isaiah crowell 15 carries for 219 yards and a td that's the best game he's had probably his career. And I don't know. He just hasn't had a game like that. So if they can keep him going, they'll they'll be good. But I think that's the big question mark is their running game. Yeah, and, and then uh, Isaiah Crowell, obviously, like you said, 219 yards. And then uh, Powell, their number two running back, had 99 yards, yeah. which is just crazy to think about, especially against a defense that is not bad. Yeah, that's probably why he only had 22 passing attempts. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the run game was – obviously unstoppable and um they're able to get it done which that's what you want to see when you when you have a rookie quarterback i mean you yeah. don't want to uh, put too much pressure on on sam Darnold's shoulders so uh, looking at that stat line that's actually pretty crazy thinking about it that sam Darnold only had 10 completions in an nfl football game yeah and and they had what over 300 total total rushing yards yeah uh, that's just that's crazy to think about another uh, big question mark for the broncos is their running game they've yeah. got two two running backs, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman that are kind of split in the carries and they haven't picked one yet. Who between the two? I feel like they've both been, performed on about the same level this yeah. year. Do you do you think there's one in particular that they should go with or do you think they should just keep um splitting the carries between the two and Uh or what, what do you think? For Royce Freeman, I don't know. I feel like they should they should give him a, a couple more carries. He his average carry this week was average yards per carry this week was six point two, and I think look remembering from last week, I think his average yards per carry was around like eight point nine, which is pretty good. Um, but every week since like week one or two, Philip Lindsay's been getting the majority of the carries, and the majority of the yards with sixty one this year this week, and Royce Freeman only getting five carries for thirty one yards. But like I said, he had six point two yards per carry, which is pretty good in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um... And it can be hard to find a, a solid running back at times. And I feel like they have two young guys that both have potential. Yeah. Um, obviously, they relied on C.J. Anderson last season, who had over 1,000 yards, um, and they lost him in the offseason. He's now with the Carolina Panthers, um, who has actually had a very quiet season, which I was surprised with. Yeah. I know Christian McCaffrey's been having a good year, but um, C.J. Anderson has been almost non-existent for the Panthers, and I thought that they – would get him going a little bit more. I mean, he's only had 16 carries the entire year uh, for 84 rushing yards. There's been quite a few running backs this season that have been that last year kind of went off and had really good seasons, and then this year they're kind of unexistent and just haven't been having the years they've been hoping for. Yeah, and <laughs> David Johnson is is the first one that comes into my mind. Yeah, coming uh, off an injury. Yeah, he came out, coming off an injury. Um, but like I said, like I've said before, uh, his first season he put up over a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards. Um, but he has just not been able to get anything going. I guess the entire Cardinals offense hasn't yeah, uh, been able to. But started with Sam Bradford and coming in here with what? What was whatever his name is? Uh, Josh Rosen. Yeah, Josh Rosen. Yeah, now in that rookie quarter. I think he's given him a little bit of a spark though. They, yeah. Uh, I think they've uh, looked a little bit a little bit better in recent weeks and mm-hmm. they picked up their the first one of the season uh, against the 49ers that don't have their starting quarterback but hey they picked they picked up a win put up 28 points uh, yeah uh, cj bethard with 349 yards two tds and two interceptions is two interceptions really hurt him yeah i agree what do you what do you think about josh rosen do you think he i, I feel like he's had kind of a mediocre start to yeah. his career 
Well, the first, when you look at the first game he came into, he came into Cardinals were down. There was like one minute left in the game. Obviously, didn't they didn't come back and win the game. But I don't know. The Cardinals are a tough team right now with their rookie quarterback. They obviously with David Johnson not producing like they thought he was going to is definitely hurting him because having a good running game definitely hurts helps your quarterback. Um, but they definitely have some receivers that I don't know can put up some numbers. But I think I do think Josh Rosen probably is the quarterback of the future. He's just pretty young still and needs some needs some work. But I don't know. I think you definitely stick with him throughout the whole season and just see what he can do. Because obviously starting out the season one and four, you're probably not thinking playoffs right now. You're probably thinking building for next year. But I don't know. If he takes care of the ball like he did this game, they definitely can get some more wins. Yeah, I agree. And um, they brought in Sam Bradford uh, over this past offseason to uh, because they wanted Josh Rosen to, to 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 sit out for the year, and uh, they were hoping to get a year out of Sam Bradford being the starting quarterback and, and maybe p- make a push towards the playoffs. But obviously Sam Bradford was not performing well. Um, yeah. Through the first three weeks, I believe, their offense put up an average of like six points, which yeah, is it was, it was pretty tough to watch. Not even a touchdown a game, which is just insane. Um yeah, I mean, then the 49ers um, lost Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously. It was a big loss. I think they had they had some big, big hopes for Jimmy G this year. Yeah, because, I mean, they, they traded for him last season, and then he came in and went 5-0 and and season yeah. last year. 5-0 oh as, as their starter. Um, kind of turned that offense around that was considered the worst uh, in the in – the, one of, if not the worst, uh, offenses in the National Football League. Yeah. And, um, they had high hopes for him and um, their fans and, and NFL fans in, in general thought that they were going to be able to turn that around. But yeah. uh, obviously Torres ACL and he's out for the season. They're um, also another team looking for that that big rushing attack. That They had Alfred Morris get 18 carries for 61 yards. But when I see somebody getting 18 carries, I feel like they should have more than 61 yards. But Yeah, I agree. And, and Matt Breida has had some flashes of um, – Yeah, he had, he had eight carries for 56 yards, which is – pretty good he had seven yards per carry on average that's pretty good yeah he's just been he's been battling some injuries um he went down with a hyperextended knee against the Chiefs a few weeks ago and then he left the game early uh this past week too uh with a it turned out to be an ankle sprain um he's been he's been battling through some injuries but I still think he has been showing some some signs of being a solid number one guy yeah um Alfred Morris is getting up there in age so yeah yeah and there was some rumors with them through the through the first three weeks that they may be interested in trading for Le'Veon Bell, um, and now it's come out recently that the Eagles are interested in trading for Le'Veon Bell because J.J.I. tore his ACL. Yep. Um, I also heard some rumors that the Eagles might be trading for um, I can't think of his name from the Bills. Oh, Lashawn McCoy. Lashawn McCoy. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, obviously, Lashawn McCoy started out his uh, career there. Uh, yep. I think that would be interesting to bring him yeah. back. Maybe get, maybe get some little more jump in his step because he started out the season pretty slow so far. Yeah, and talking about the Bills, they uh, got a win over the Titans <laughs> this week. Uh, Looks like not few, a very few goals were big there. Yeah, uh, final score thirteen to twelve. <laughs> um, but probably Lashawn McCoy's biggest game. Yeah, so far this season. Yeah, against a, a tough. The Titans have a really good defense. Yeah, but. I feel like Marcus Mariota is just not a quarterback yeah. that can get it done. I mean, he, he had 120 passing yards. He's a quarterback that can kind of run a college offense, kind of run the spread, but I don't know if he can stand on there in the pocket and complete every throw that they need to make in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the, the Titans' defense is, is legit, and they can yeah. hold teams to uh, minimal points. Um, like they held, they held the Jaguars to six points a couple weeks ago. Got the win over him nine to six. They're tied. They're tied for first, and they're. Uh, I did see that. Uh, what, do, what do you think about that? What do you think the the Jaguars are, will be able to just bounce back and take that back with ease, or do you think the Titans are are for real? I I don't think the Titans are going to be able to keep winning and keep it on lock. I don't I don't know. I think that division is up for grabs. Like you said, Marcus Mariota might not be the guy that's going to get them all the wins but 
with that division as open as it is, I think it's anybody's game, and the Titans at the end of the season could very easily be on top of that division. Yeah, and uh, the Colts, obviously, we talked about earlier, just not having a good year. But the Texans have won two in a row. Yeah. Um, this last week they beat the Cowboys um, in overtime. Um, they've had some games. I think both of their wins came uh, came from overtime two yeah, weeks ago. I, I believe so. that they did too. Um, starting a two-game win streak after starting out the season uh, 0-3. Deshaun Watson's starting to look a little better. Yeah, uh, coming off that injury. What, what, do you, what do you think about the Texans? I feel like they have good players, and I feel like they're, they're a team that I think, should be good. Yeah. I think every year they they have potential to be good, and then they always have that one injury that, like last year, the quarterback got hurt. And then I feel like every other year um, they have somebody on defense that gets hurt. That just hurts their team pretty bad. Yeah, and, and J.J. Watt's been obviously battled injuries throughout yeah. his entire career. which But when he's healthy, him and that defensive line is scary when he's healthy. Yeah, with uh, J- Jadeveon Clowney on, yep. uh, on the other side. Um Dak Prescott uh, struggled again. Um, he obviously lost his top two targets over the offseason, Jason Witten retiring and uh, Des, Des Bryant being released. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's uh, had not, not a terrible year, no, but not a great year. They've also lost some uh, some key linemen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you think Dak's a guy that can get it done for him? I do think Dak can get it done for him. I'm a big fan of Dak. I think losing some key receivers has really hurt him this season. Because I think his top target is, like, who? Probably, like, Cole Beasley, who had one reception for eight yards. But they just don't have a player on their receiving core that I feel like is that guy. I feel like Tavon Austin could become that guy. But they... They rely on Ezekiel Elliott, and teams realize that, and they're shutting down the run, and without Ezekiel Elliott getting over 100 yards and a couple of TDs, they're not going to win any many football games. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think... I, I just feel... I don't know. Um, I don't know about them right now. I feel like they have... I think I think Dak could be the guy as well. Uh, obviously, Zeke is uh, a solid running back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like they've uh, they've struggled early, and that's I feel like that's been kind of what's been going on the past couple of years is they've they've been in contention to make the playoffs, but they just haven't got it done lately. I agree. Um, so we talked a little bit about the Eagles having some trade rumors for Le'Veon Bell, and hopping over to that game, the Vikings uh, squeezed out a win against them, twenty-three to twenty-one. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on? The Vikings and or the Eagles? Um, I think the Vikings could be a pretty good playoff team this year. I think Kirk Cousins going there is huge for them. He had a great game, 30 for 37 with 301 yards and a TD. Uh, and they have the potential to have the best, one of the best defenses in the league that if they come to play, they've put up some, some pretty big numbers with, t- with fumbles and uh, picks, and they had a, had a couple – touchdowns on their defense this season but there's also had some some games where they just haven't showed up and they got beat pretty bad but i yeah, think, like that, that uh that game against the bills a few weeks ago yeah but i think the the vikings two two and one could could make a playoff push yeah especially with aaron Rodgers not being 100 percent healthy and not being able to uh, really scramble outside of the pocket because of that knee which which takes yeah. away so much of his game um the bears are leading that division at three and one that's uh, a big surprise to me. That is, that's a huge surprise. I feel like it could, that division's kind of up for grabs, though. Yeah, uh, I think the Vikings are a better team than uh, the Bears are. Uh, I think they've the Bears have beaten some bad teams. But, I think, uh, I think Khalil Mack being on the Bears has gotten them like a couple wins single handedly by himself. Yeah, having a strip sack every game, and yeah, I think if I think if the season were to end right now, he'd be defensive player of the year, uh, kind of without yeah. a question. He's just yeah. completely made that defense way better than uh, uh, than they were in years past. But their their offensive their offense has been looking surprisingly good too. I think yeah. they had one week where they had what five passing touchdowns, six six from, from Trubisky, yeah. Which best performance of his career? Uh, 
showed uh, showed some flashes of being a uh, an elite yeah. quarterback. Um, what about, what about the Eagles? Um, now sitting at two and three in a really bad division that yeah. they could easily still win. Um, obviously just lo- just lost their starting running back in JHI. Um, that's that's going to be huge for them is losing him. But if they if they get a trade, I think it really will help. I'm a huge fan of Carson Wentz. I think he can get the job done. I think he's a great quarterback, but coming off that knee injury, he returned really fast. I think it was like, what, seven months he returned after an ACL tear? Yeah, which is unbelievable. Like but uh, I, I don't know. I think the Eagles probably won't repeat, but I do think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, I I mean, the, the NFC, the whole NFC, I don't see anyone else but the Rams winning it right now uh, if they're going to continue playing the way that they are. Yeah. Um, Hopping over to that game, I mean, now they're they're five and zero. They've looked solid on both sides of the ball. Um, they did give up thirty one points to the Seahawks this week, but they uh, were down their top two corners, Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib, obviously now on injured reserve. Yeah. Um, what what do you think about them? What do you think? I think the biggest surprise to me about the Rams is maybe there's two. Maybe their offense is a big surprise to me, and their defense is a big surprise to me. I was thinking their defense was going to be stellar and, like, give up not very many points at all. But teams have been putting up points on them since when in the offseason. They added so many big names to that defense. But then their offense has, has looked pretty good. Jared Goff, two games ago, had the best game of his life with five TDs, and just he just had a great game. Yeah, I mean, these last two weeks, teams have put up 30-plus um, points on them. Um but I, I don't know. I, I still feel like they have so much talent on on both sides of the ball that they can uh, they can get it done. Obviously, they they haven't lost it. I mean, they're five and zero. Yeah. Um, Todd Gurley had a monster of a game. Yeah, just another outstanding performance. Um, and it's hard to stop a team when um, they have that good of a running back, and then they have some good receivers too. And, and they have a quarterback and Jared, then that can make all the throws. Yeah, I mean, Jared Goff's having the best year of his, of his career. He's looked like he should be considered uh you know in that like top 10 area of of quarterbacks in the league if not top yep. five um especially if he c- keeps playing like this um, but do you think there's any teams in, in the nfc that can even give him a run or right now the way they're playing i i really don't think so like todd Gurley is outstanding jared goff's good and their defense can keep points off the board um i don't know they they're a scary team i think yeah i agree they're one of un, one of two unbeaten teams left um which i i feel like the nfl is kind of weird this year there's the rams and the chiefs who are both undefeated and i feel like are i feel like the rams are the best in the nfc and the chiefs are the best in the afc and then everyone else is kind of average yeah there's uh, two teams up at top and then Everybody else is three or two, two and three, and just not standing out. Yeah, um, I mean, I I'd like to see the Patriots continue to not play that well. <laughs> yeah, uh, they can have a few years of losing. Yeah, um, would not mind that one at all. Maybe make the AFC a little more interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's another really good team in the AFC is the Bengals, and uh, they got another another win this week over, over the Dolphins, who are now three and two um, and, are, and are now on a two game losing streak. But yep. the the Bengals are another team in the AFC that I think could, could make a run, could make a serious run. I think they're one of the top teams up there. Um, yeah, what, what what are your thoughts on, on the Bengals? Well, getting Joe Mixon back this last week and for the rest of the season is going to be huge for him. I think he was injured, what, for two or three games. And I mm-hmm. think that was a big, big thing for them. But, I yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Bengals right now. They have a have a great offense. AJ Green just putting up numbers every week. Have 112 yards. That's that's huge. Andy Dalton's is just doing his thing. And I feel like their defense is good enough to to keep getting wins. Yeah, and uh, even Tyler Boyd, uh, their number two receiver, has uh, kind of had a, a breakout year going. Uh, he's put up some some serious numbers. This was probably the worst worst week he's had and he had four sevens for 44 yards um but but outside of them too it's aj green had 10 targets 
Tyler Boyd had seven targets. Um, but other than that, uh, the numbers were kind of low. And yeah. But when you have two receivers that are that good, and obviously AJ Green being one of the best uh, receivers in the league, I think it uh, kind of makes things easier for him. Yeah, and uh, having a running back that can catch passes yeah. out of the back backfield. Joe Mixon has looked looked good. Uh, yeah, I think they're uh, I think they're a scary team that that can make a run in the eight. Yeah, I, the I didn't realize they're four and one. That's they're up there. Yeah, um, the Dolphins. I mean, started out three and zero. Now they've, now they've lost two straight after getting pummeled by the Patriots yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, they started off really hot, and then obviously lost two in a row. Lost two in a row, and it's just I don't know. I don't know what to think about them right now. Yeah, if, I, I don't. I think they're going to be a team that finishes with like eight wins. Five hundred team. Yeah, I mean. Which you hate to see because they finally they, it finally looked like the Patriots are gonna have some competition in their mm-hmm. in the division, um, but now once again in the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins are just gonna be six free wins for for the Patriots. It seems like again. Um, yeah. Let's see. Taking it over to the the Panthers Giants game, a shootout. Uh, the Panthers winning thirty thirty three to thirty one. Both teams put up numbers, which surprised me because the Giants defense offense, excuse me has been awful this year yeah um, Eli Manning just hasn't been doing very well this yeah year. It, it, the Panthers have a really good defense and that this is one of the biggest surprises for me from from this past week uh I, I don't know the Panthers now uh now three and one the Giants are obviously they're one and four now I think they're kind of out of the question for for the playoffs already um I would agree with that but but the Panthers do you, they can't they're coming off their bye week this week and um Got the win, so another three and one. But they they barely beat a, a Giants team that's not great. Yeah. Uh, so, do you, what do you, what do you think about them? What what do you think of that about that division as a whole? I almost feel like that could be considered the best division in football because of the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers. Um, what what do you think? Um, what's who's your favorite there? Who do you think is going to take that? I, I just think with overall team, I think the Falcons. If I was looking for like an offensive perspective, I'd probably give it to the Saints because they can because they can put up some numbers, but they just don't have the defense to go along with their great offense. I don't think. But I I don't know. I think the Falcons are the, are the team in that division to beat right now. But I don't know. The Saints could give them a run for their money. Yeah, and Drew Brees broke this this past week the the all time uh, passing yards record just past Peyton Manning is is now number one all time number one all time excuse me um only one Super Bowl win and I, I kind of feel like that him not having a defense is is obviously been the reason that he's yeah. not been able to make a playoff run um I feel like since the Bounty Gate scandal like hey, yeah they haven't had a defense uh, I don't remember them ever having an an average at least average defense um which obviously you hate to but, see because I think I think Drew Brees Drew Brees is one of the top three quarterbacks yep. in in the NFL. So because their their offense has been putting up points week after week for like a number of seasons in a row now, but their defense has given up thirty to forty points a week too, which is just tough to get a win that way. Yeah, and and the Saints put up put up forty three points this last week and and beat the Redskins forty three nineteen. Um, Alex Smith now now the Redskins quarterback, um, having a much worse year than he did last year. I think last year was the best year of his career um, in Kansas City, um, but now you know he, the Redskins traded for him. Uh, he's the, he's their guy. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Adrian Peterson left the game early, um, got hurt on on his fourth carry of the game, and got taken out. Which yeah, that's. Um, that's huge for them. Which is huge for them, yeah. Which Adrian Peterson has been, I think, the biggest surprise to me in terms of, of players. I feel like he's he struggled to get onto a roster. He wasn't signed in the offseason. Yeah. And then um, the Redskins lost their, their starting running back with a torn ACL before the season started, so they brought in Adrian Peterson, um, who's had a fantastic year. Yeah, he's just quietly been just doing his thing and – I don't know. I don't think people expected it to come from him. Yeah, and what do you think about the Redskins? Another team in a really bad division that um, I, I believe they're tied for first. They're two. 
two, two, two and two and tied first. Yeah, because I mean the you obviously have the Giants, Cowboys, and uh, Eagles who are all. I guess the Eagles have three. No, Eagles have two wins. Yeah, I think they're tied for first. Um, what What are your thoughts on on the Redskins there? I I think Alex Smith is gonna have to play out of his mind the rest of the season to make a push for the playoffs with starting running back getting hurt. Adrian Peterson going out this game, who I don't know, what, I don't remember watching what the energy injury was, but I don't know. I think Alex Smith is going to have to play a big part in this team to get them to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, I think Alex Smith can can win games, yep. but when you're playing a guy like Drew Brees on the other side of the uh, other side of the ball, um, who put up can put up 43 points for his offense. Um, I feel like that's just a game that Alex Smith has no chance of winning, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're starting running back. It's hurt. Yeah, he left. He left the Chiefs with so many weapons to the Redskins that, like we said, lost a running back. And I don't know. I don't see a receiver that's just kind of like that that guy. But I don't know. He's gonna have to find some somebody that's gonna be that number one target because they had a bunch of receivers with four, three, and six receptions when I look at a receiver that's like their number one guy I see one that's kind of like three or four to five receptions more than everybody else and they just didn't have that yeah uh I agree and I think a huge part of Alex Smith's best season last year can be accredited to all the weapons he had on the Chiefs um and speaking of the Chiefs who picked up their fifth win this last week um as I've stated many, many times, Chiefs fan, um, <laughs> love to see. And I think this was Patrick Mahomes' toughest, toughest test yet. I mean, he played the best defense in the NFL, and he made a few mistakes. He threw a couple interceptions uh, his first two of the year, but overall he had another great game. Um, and it, it might not show up stat-wise, but um, he led that team to win uh, and played spectacular against the the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. Um, He's a fun player to watch. Yeah. Uh, he can throw the ball all over the field, and he gets, what do they have, 13 players with touchdown passes or 12 or something like that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Which is just unbelievable. Which is crazy. And, yeah, I mean, there's so many weapons on, on, on offense, and um, it's shown. I mean, yeah. he just, he has, he's had so many, so many, opportun- so many options uh, to go to on, yeah. on offense. Fast, and fastest player in the NFL running down the field, you can just – throw the ball up to him or you have one of the best tight ends you can just throw it in the middle like I don't know that's tough to beat yeah I agree I think Um, one of the players on the Chiefs that people haven't been talking about much this year is Kareem Hunt who had a breakout season last year and since Patrick Mahomes just throws the ball so much that I don't know he's been kind of overlooked but I think he's just a great player that is a big part to their wins as well yeah I mean it hasn't been talked about it's kind of been slept on this season It hasn't been talked about much which he did, he did have a first slow a slow first couple of weeks um, because obviously Patrick Mahomes was putting up points with his arm, um, but I mean he had another good week this this week. Uh, he went for over a hundred yards two weeks ago against against Denver, and then he had eighty seven yards and another touchdown this uh, this week. Mm-hmm. So he's they've they've started to use him a bit more, which uh, is good to see. I mean obviously you have one of the best running backs in the, in the backfield. You want to get him involved and take some of the pressure off Patrick Mahomes so he doesn't have to make all the plays um but it's they, they they look like a team that or they look like an, they have an offense that can't be stopped yeah their uh, defense is bad kind of a question mark right now but they're five and oh so they're getting the job done i guess yeah and i mean they gotta go into foxborough next week with justin houston who's now doubtful and eric berry's most likely not going to play yet so you, you have your best two players on defense um are out mm-hmm. and they're already a a bad defense in general. So that's, that's going to be a tough matchup for them. Uh, Blake Bortles though, throwing 61 times. Yeah, That's crazy. Had four interceptions, um, which two of them, I think 430 yards and four, four interceptions. Yeah. I, I mean, I think just from watching the game, I think two of them kind of weren't his fault. I think the chiefs made actually some good plays on defense last week, but the other, the other two were just really bad. One One of his interceptions, he, threw it and it went off one of his linemen's helmet and, and popped up and, and the Chiefs intercepted it. It's just, yeah, Blake Bortles is still not great. Yeah, I don't know. They're 3-2. and two. 
they with the best de- one of the best defenses they it's going to keep them in games but i don't know Blake Bortles is going to have to do better yeah i mean they're four, a team they were in the they were in the AFC championship last year uh, and i mean their toughest touch, test in their division is uh the titans i think they could yeah easily That's, easily like take like we said it's a toss up yeah yeah it's a toss up right now but i think they're good enough to to turn things around that that defense is is scary um all right well we're gonna take a five minute break and then we'll come back so stick with us and we'll be right back Deisha Lofton giving the Hoosiers the point Huskers 4-2 that one was just tipped at the net by Jazz Sweet it's a little bit too far out of the reach of Maloney to get that one back up and well into contention for the Huskers Indiana serves it over. Becky's got it, sends it back over though. Hames is going to have the ball. Becky powers it down again. Indiana's there, tied at the net. Nebraska trying to hustle, keep this ball in play. Becky's going to send the free ball over. Indiana with the set to the outside hits right. Oh, that was a tough call right on the line in that middle back behind Becky. Indiana's going to get that kill. Huskers 4-3. The Huskers just a little bit out of position there. Two of the women over there running into the announcer's desk or the sideline desk, I rather. And uh, just a little bit out of position. Couldn't really regroup. Bailey Lebo serves it over. Haynes sends it to Schlockybach who powers that thing down right in the middle back. Huskers with the kill. 5-3. I would not want to be standing in front of that. Schwarzenbach down with the hammer. Maloney is back to serve now for Nebraska. She sends it up. Oh, and a tough serve right to that right-hand corner. A serve by Maloney, 6-3. And that's just the best possible place that ball could have been put. I mean, nobody is going to go for that one right into the corner. Nothing the Hoosiers can do. Maloney sends it to that backhand left side again, sets up and out. Another hitting area error by Indiana Point Huskers, 7-3. Maloney behind the service line. Her serve is to that left-hand corner again. Sets up, sets the outside, a tip, right to Sweet. Sets up by Nicklin, Swakenbach with the tip. Sets up, sets to the outside, line, drive right down that le- right-hand corner, kill. Indiana, Huskers still lead this one 7-4. Now the Huskers got out to an early lead, 3-0. to zero. And that's been kind of back and forth from there. Hoosier's definitely not going away. Abigail Westenhofer back to serve for Indiana. She serves it right out of bounds on that right-hand side. That was a close one, but gives the Huskers the point. 8-4. From up here, that one looked like it might have been right on that line, but the official obviously very much right on top of that one. We've seen a lot of tough calls so far in these first two sets. Well, Densberger back to serve for Nebraska. She's going to serve it up and over. Set is up, set to the outside, right past Sun for the kill. Sun not quite the position she might have wanted to be in right there. Just kind of took that one off of almost like the neck. Looks like she was able to get out of the way, but unfortunately lost the point because of it. Huskers lead this one 8-5. Brianna Edwards, the outside hitter out of Indiana, is going to sue serve the ball, and she serves her way out of bounds. Nebraska gets that point 9-5. I don't know if it's just me, but this doesn't seem like it's been a very aggressive game. I mean, maybe it's been too aggressive rather than there's, there hasn't been a lot of kills. It's been mostly service errors, aces, or just net in violations. Becky back to serve for Nebraska. A tough serve. Indiana hits it from outside, but is blocked by Stiffers and Sun. Huskers lead 10-5. What a great block there. There goes the woof, woof, woof again by the crowd. A nice block. The long arms by Stiffers and Sun able to get over the net and with a clean block. Becky serves it straight to that libero, bumped up to the outside, and it's hit over. Maloney is there. Hames to the outside. Sun tips it over. 
A little off balance for Indiana, and they can't get it back over. Nebraska gets that point, 11-5. And that was Maloney going all Superman, trying to dig that ball out of the ground. I don't think the Hoosiers were ready for it. Maloney came out of nowhere and got them out of position. Easy point for the Huskers, and now they force the Hoosiers into a timeout. Yes, Indiana takes a timeout. More volleyball yet to come. You are listening to 90.3 KRNU. Everyone has a different purpose behind their craft. The students and staff at UNL's Glencorf School of Music tell us why music. It's a universal language we can all speak. Kind of an emotional, creative release. Building an experience that lasts a lifetime. Because music gives life to the mundane. There are a million reasons to pursue music. Discover yours today. To see the calendar of upcoming Glencorf music performance events or learn more about graduate and undergraduate programs, visit arts.unl.edu slash music. Nebraska leads this second set 11-5 to over Indiana. We've seen a lot of hustle plays from Nebraska, a lot of tough calls by officials this game. By officials, this game is kind of all over the place. Um, Indiana has had a few service errors Brent, you know, we're kind of seeing a little bit repeat of the first set. Nebraska pulling away a little bit here, forcing Indiana into an early timeout score is 11-5. to Indiana, they've lost the last three games. Welcome back to First and Goal radio show. Um, now we're going to move into some predictions for, for week six. Got some good games um, this week. Do have some good games this week. Uh, we're going to start things off with the Thursday night game, uh, Eagles Giants, uh, Giants at home. Who do you think? Who do you think gets it done here? I think with, I don't know. I think with the Eagles losing their running back, um, Giants coming off their. Not, they, did they win last week? No, they they lost. They put up thirty one points, but they lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna take a, a hot take right now, and I, th- I think the Giants are gonna pull out a win. I I could see it honestly. Um, Going There's that been way. some controversy with Eli Man. I mean, yeah, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. And I don't know. I think Eli Manning's going to come and play play well this week. You know, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go with the Giants too on this one. Um, I think they they had their best game of their their season last week, and um, the Eagles have been kind of struggling re- lately, um, losing to the Titans, especially two weeks ago, and on the last second touchdown. So I like I like the Giants in this one at at home, especially. Um, Moving on to the next game, we have Colts Jets, uh, a game no one wants to watch. Um, who, who do you like here? I'm gonna have to go with Jets. I really am. Isaiah Crowell had, had a big week last yeah. week. Uh, the, they can keep that run game up. The Colts just haven't showed me anything to say. Hey, I think they're gonna win the game. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, like I just said, the, the run game last week was was so strong, and if they can continue to do that, I think uh, I think they could win. A good amount of football games, especially against a bad Colts team at home. I think, um, I think the Jets get it done here. Um, they're moving on a good game, huge. Uh, some implications here for their for their division and the Bengals yeah. and Steelers. Um, who do you like here? Uh, I think Antonio Brown's going to have a really big game again, like last week, and Steelers are going to pull out the win. Yeah, the Bengals secondary has has struggled. Um, so is the Steelers as well. You got AJ Green on the other side. I feel like this is a game that could go either way. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, the, these teams, they hate each other. Um, one of the best rival, rivalries in in football. I think their games are usually close. Uh, both teams will, will play hard. Um, yeah. You know, I, I like the Steelers on this one coming off a loss going in I, going into Cincinnati. I think I think I'm going to go with the Steelers. But who knows? Joe Mixon coming back. It could. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game as well. Uh, I think it'll be a close one. Um, then up next, we have a Browns team that could be undefeated, in my opinion. All of their games have been close. Yeah. Um, they've had some kicking struggles and <laughs> have lost some games in overtime. They're two, two, and one right now. I, I think, yeah, I think they could be five and zero right now. I think, I think they're an above average team. Uh, I think, I don't think the Chargers are are very good. Yeah. Um, so, but who do you like in this one? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Browns. Baker Mayfield showing up to play and doing some things well, and I th- I think the Browns defense stacks up with almost every team, every almost every offense in the league. I think the Browns defense is really good, 
I think they're going to keep them in this game and pull out that win. Yeah, I mean, the, their defense is young. Miles Garrett is, has looked good. Yeah. Um, they also have – the Browns also have some, some weapons on offense. Yeah, and Mayfield winning two – he has three starts now. Um, or he's not starts. He didn't, he didn't start a, his first game he came into. But um, two of the three games that, that Baker Mayfield's played and they've won. Um, so uh, – and then obviously going defeated last season and uh, <laughs> having a rough season the year before that. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think they finally found a quarterback that they can get it done for them. Uh, I like the Browns in this one too. I, yeah. I think that. Um, I don't think the Chargers are are that good of a football team, and I think their defense struggles at times. So, I think the Browns will get it yeah. done here at home. I think the most valuable player for the Browns this season, and probably the most hated player for them, has been their kicker. Yeah, <laughs> lost a couple games for him, but last week I think all they had was field goals. Yeah, yeah. He uh, about they put up twelve points last week. Um, uh anyways uh moving on uh we're going on to the texans and bills game another game that i think could go either way but uh what, what do you think here i think the texans defensive line is going to give uh the bills some some troubles this week so probably texans but i don't know i'm kind of kind of questioning this one right now yeah the bills have looked better the texans are on a two-game win streak now uh, both teams, I think, have, have looked better in recent weeks. Yeah. So I think this uh, another game that could go either way. Um, a lot of games this week that I think could could go either mm-hmm. way. Um, you know, I think I'd take the Texans in this one just because they're at home. But I feel like I feel like this is going to be an overtime game. I'll, I'll call yeah. it now. It's going to be a game that goes to overtime. Taking that hot take for overtime. <laughs> uh, going to be a tie. End up in a tie. I hope not. <laughs> that that is the most unsatisfying thing. I hate watch. ties. <laughs> uh, and moving on, we got the Dolphins and Bears. Uh, Bears hoping to stay on top of their division, coming off a of bye week. Uh, what do you think here? Gonna have to go with the Bears. Khalil Mack. This is the question. You think Khalil Mack gonna have his his fifth game with a strip sack? I think so. You think so? I think so. Uh, I think he, he's playing with. With vengeance, I think. Yeah. He, uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he's got a chip on his shoulder, definitely. Um, you know, I like the Bears in this one, too. The Dolph- Coming off a of bye week, especially, um, having more time to prepare for this yeah. game. The Dolphins have uh, have lost two straight and haven't looked haven't looked great recently, so i got, I got to go with the Bears on this one as well. Um, then up next, this, in my opinion, should be a no-brainer, the Vikings and Cardinals. Uh, who are you liking it? I, th- I think the Vikings' defense could produce – four turnovers against the Cardinals. I think it's going to be an easy win for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Especially if Adrian Peterson's out, it's going to be an ugly game, I think. Yeah, it's honestly, I, th- I think it's a no-brainer that, that the Vikings are could, could win this one. They've had, they've had one bad game this season against against the Bills a few weeks ago. But uh, other than that, I think they've looked like a, a solid team that, that'll yeah. make the playoffs and, and maybe even make a run if they – clean up some of the, the mistakes that they've made. Um, then moving on, we got Falcons and Buccaneers. Um, what, what do you think here? Who do you like? Looking at their records, this just doesn't look like it's going to be a very good game. But I, I, It's true, but the Falcons have lost some close games. Yeah, uh, yeah, some close games, some some heartbreaking losses for sure. Uh, but just, just looking at like from like last year, I would feel like the Falcons are going to be an easy win. But I don't know. With um, – Jameis Winston coming off that suspension, he's getting back into the swing of things. I think I'm gonna call it now. Buck, I mean, Jameis Winston's gonna have a huge game. They're coming off a of bye week too, having more week, more time to prepare. He's gonna hook up with Mike Evans for two touchdowns in the end zone. All right, all right, got a hot take going. Jameis Winston's gonna gonna turn things around. Uh, you know, I, I I'll I'll go with the Falcons on this one. Um, uh, they put up some points this year. I think Matt Ryan's looked spectacular. I think, mm-hmm. I think they're due for a win. So uh, you know, I'll, I'll take the the Falcons in this one. Their their receiving core is pretty scary. Yeah, Mohamed Sanu they brought they brought in recently, and then obviously Julio Jones. Yeah. Um, hopefully they can get Devonte Freeman back, who hasn't been practicing this week with the he has a bone contusion. But um, I'd I'd like to see him get back, and I think that'll make their their offense even better. Um. Then moving on to the next game, 
Raiders and, and Seahawks. I think uh, the Raiders have probably been one of the most disappointing teams in the league this year. Oh, I agree. Get Bring John Gruden back. They're pro- they're having some high hopes, and I don't know. Things just haven't worked out for him. Derek Carr hasn't been the quarterback that everybody thinks he is, and I think the Seahawks are going to pull off an easy win. Yeah, I mean they they brought in John Gruden ten year contract, hundred million, and uh, starting out one and four. <laughs> Losing Cleo Mack was huge. <laughs> yeah, not a good look. Um, I know. As of last week, I'm not sure about this week, Khalil Mack had more sacks than the entire Raiders defensive <laughs> line combined, which is insane to think about. But um, I'm not sure if it's, that's still the case this week. But uh, I, It could very well be true. It, it could very well be true, which I'd put money on that it is. Um, you know, i, I got to go with the Seahawks in this one. I think the Raiders have played a lot of bad football this year. They have yeah. one overtime win against the Browns uh, in which they should have lost. Uh, they there's a bad bad play that was blown dead that that should have been a fumble and kind of cost the Browns the game there in overtime. Um, so yeah, I think I think the Seahawks coming and pick up this win. But who knows? Marshawn Lynch coming back against his old team could could want to put up put up some big yards. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, this game's in London too. Did not not re- I just saw that now. Didn't didn't realize that until now. I did now. not know that either. I feel like London games are always weird. Yeah. I, I feel like teams always play bad in London. They're um, played at weird times and yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll still go with the Seahawks in this one. Um, then moving on, coming uh we got the Panthers and Redskins. Panthers winning on a 63-yard field goal last week, um, and the Redskins had a disappointing performance against the Saints. Who do who do you like here? I'm gonna go with the Panthers right now. I think. I think they're. I think. Uh, yeah, I think they're gonna pull out this win. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I think the Panthers have, are are a scary team, and I think on both sides of the ball they're they're talented. And, um, I think they're a team that can um, maybe switch, maybe make a run in the playoffs um, later on in the season if they yeah. continue to play this way. When Cam Newton's rolling, he's hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, and moving on, we have the Rams and Broncos, which should be a good game. Uh, in Denver, uh, who do you like here? Gonna have to go with the Rams, putting them six and zero. I think their defense is gonna make the day tough for Case Keenum. I really think he's gonna have a couple of turnovers, and the Rams are gonna win big. Yeah, Wade Phillips uh, and his Rams defense facing his his former team and his former defense. Um, you know, hot take here. I'll, I'll go with the Broncos on this one. Coming off a really bad loss against the Jets. At mile high? Who knows? At mile high. I'm uh, taking the Broncos in this one. It's a hot take right there. Um, moving on. A couple games left. We have Cowboys and Jaguars. Uh, who, who do you like? Oh, this is a tough one for me. With the Jags having a good defense against the Cowboys, who's question, their offense is kind of questionable right now with not having that passing attack like we were talking about, but having Zeke. Um, I'm probably going to go with Cowboys. I think Zeke's going to have a big game. All right. Um, I think I got to go with the Jaguars on this one. Uh, I like, I like their defense and I, I think, I think Zeke will have a good game as well, but I think their secondary will be too much for Dak to handle. Personally, I think Dak will make some mistakes, but Blake Bortles will probably make more mistakes. So who knows? This I think this could go either way. Uh, but, I, but I like the Jaguars in this one coming off a loss last week. Um, then next we have Ravens and Titans. Who, uh, who do you think on this one? Going to go with the Titans. I th- uh, actually, actually, I don't know. But yeah, probably Titans. Um, I think this is going to be a kind of a boring game to watch honestly oh yeah I th- it's gonna be a defensive battle both uh both uh have a top five defenses um statistically and i think i think it'll be a slow slow game for offenses i think it'll be a low scoring one um i, I like the titans in this one at home though um then the sunday night game big game chiefs big patriots. game chiefs patriots uh who do, you, who do you think patriots for sure no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> I think it's gonna be a really fun game to watch. I think Patrick Mahomes is gonna go for like eight thousand yards this game. <laughs> no, uh, I'll I will go with the Chiefs. 
having two teams going six and zero. At Foxborough, hostile environment, probably Patrick Mahomes' biggest game of his career so far. I think he's going to come to play and put up get get that win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I can't pick against the Chiefs for for multiple reasons right now. Um, so yeah, I, I got to go with the Chiefs on this one. I think. Uh, it's really going to depend on how the Chiefs defense plays, especially with some injuries they suffered last week. They're going to have some some young guys playing positions, uh, playing at key positions on defense. So it's really going to depend on on how the defense defense plays. But it's probably uh, my the game this season that I'm most excited to watch from the first six weeks. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is going to be a really good game. But I, I got to go with the Chiefs in a tight one here, um, and then. Last game of the week, Monday night game, Packers 49ers. I, yeah, Packers are going to get this win. Aaron Rodgers is playing injured, but how injured is he? I don't know. I think he's going to have a big game. I think the 49ers with losing Jimmy Garoppolo is just not going to get very many wins this year. So I think it's going to be a pretty easy win for the Packers. Yeah, I agree. Got to go with the Packers on this one. Um, all right, well, that's all the the, ga- the games for next week, all the, the predictions. Um, before we wrap things up, there, I wanted to talk a little bit about one player, uh, Alvin Kamara, who has saw some decreased numbers last week. Uh, obviously, Mark Ingram came back after his four-game suspension, took away uh, Alvin Kamara's, some of Alvin Kamara's touches and, and his touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you think, do you think Alvin Kamara's number, numbers will stay down uh, in, in upcoming weeks because of Mark Ingram coming back, or...? You know, I, I really think it's hard to tell because you got two backs, one Alvin Kamara who's, like, got to get to the edge, big plays, and you got Mark Ingram who's going to be ground and pound, who's, who they're going to put in in the red zone and is going to get those touchdowns. Um, I think Alvin Kamara is going to have to – is going to get a few less touches, obviously, and he's going to have to make a little more with, with the little touches he gets. I think his numbers will go back up. I don't think he's going to put up as much as he did the previous weeks with um, Mark Ingram out solely because Mark Ingram's going to get more touchdowns because he's going to put in on the two, three-yard runs when they need a touchdown. But I do think he's going to rebound and have a, have a better game. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I'd like to see Alvin Kamara. I'd like to see his, his touches stay up because I think he's one of the most explosive players in, in the NFL. Um, but like you said, when you're – uh, down on the goal line or or what have you, um, I think Mark Ingram is going to be the guy on the field just because of his size, and I think he'll have an easier time getting getting a touchdown than Alvin Kamara would. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, ex- I'm excited to keep watching that offense. So, um, I have a question for you: right, Is um, Cowboys coach on the hot seat? I think he should be. Uh, I think he's had a long enough tenure to turn that into a good football team. I think, I think they have a lot of talent. I think uh, they have talent on, on the offensive and de- defensive side of the ball. And it's, it almost seems like they consistently go eight and eight or, or nine and seven and yeah. either barely make the playoffs or, or miss the playoffs. And uh, I, th- I, th- I, th- I do think he's on the hot seat. And I think if uh, they're two and three right now, I think if they finish, uh, below 500 or 500 i think there's kind of no question that he should be fired um yeah what do you think i i would agree i think he is probably getting a few more years than most people would yeah but i don't know with that offensive line they've had the best offensive line for the past couple years one of the best running backs and a young quarterback that that can get the job done i i don't know i think they should have been a more playoff contender than they have been so i definitely think he's on the hot seat Oh yeah, I, I agree. Um, I guess I guess uh, time will tell. We'll we'll see after the season ends. I think they're going to be a team that finishes with like eight wins. Yeah. So I, I think I think he will be fired after the season. It's my my prediction. Um, all right. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's time to wrap things up. Uh, all the time we have this week. Thanks for tuning in to the First and Goal Radio Show. Thanks, Kyle, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Of course. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll see you next week, uh, Wednesday at 7, same time. Uh, thanks for tuning in. To talk this one over. Nebraska is challenging if the ball was in or not. Oh.
it is right on the line. I think it's going to have to go with what the officials called. It's just too close to tell. That is a tough call, you know. From this angle, it might. It looks like it might be a little out. But the officials will talk this one over. That was a very close call. Wow, I do not think you can get any closer. Again, the officials called it out. I don't think that is enough evidence to overturn it. It looks like it will go to the Hoosiers. And yes, they're going to give the ball to Indiana. The call stands. So we're all tied up here and set to 21 to 21. Cameron Malloy is gonna take it behind the service line for the Hoosiers. That was a big point. Either way, it tied up the game or would have given Nebraska a two-point lead. That's a big point. So is that one. Sun powers it down for the kill. Maloney, Malloy not able to get there in time. Point Huskers, 22-21. And the board doesn't lie, I would assume. 16 kills is all for Nebraska, 21 on the other side for Indiana. That's why they're in this second set right now. Sun serves it. A tough serve. Sets up to the middle. Block.